Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Quick Snap Podcast. Today, you've got myself, Ari Marquides, and obviously the other essential part of the podcast, Tom Crawford. How are we doing, Tom? I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. It's been a few weeks, hasn't it, since we uh, had a little podcast, so we have got to yes. catch up. Yes, mostly my fault. I've been playing too much cricket. I'm going to say, what have you been up to? Yeah, pretty much just cricket, really, to be honest. Cricket and eating food. I've got food oh, reservations, yeah. like, every week to make use of the scheme. <laughs> Get free £10 honestly... off every meal with Boris. Got to, that's what the one good thing is. We got to go see what you get. Exactly. Um, yeah, to be fair, I can't blame you. Love cricket, love food, so fair play yeah. to you. It's been so hot as well. Obviously, working from home, stuck in. If you're working in an office, it isn't too bad. You've got air conditioning, but working at home in this kind of heat, oh, I've got every door open in my house. I know. I've got one of those Dyson fans as well. I've stolen it from downstairs, and it still keeps me. I'm like, I'm still too hot with it. Oh, um, and then you open your window and you hear all them kids. So, you know. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. No, it's not, not ideal. So obviously, it's been a bit of a quiet period, hasn't it, in the NFL? Um, it, usually in the off season, it is quite entertaining. You do get quite a few bits going on, and it keeps you busy. It keeps you like ticking along with that that urge you've got for the NFL season. Now it yeah. is it isn't that far away. Twenty seven days now until the opening I game. Keep, yeah, I keep forgetting yeah. how close it is. It's only because yeah. Hard Knocks came out yesterday or the day before I that know. I realised how close we are. It's it's obviously it's amazing. Like the Chiefs Texans, huge game last year in the playoffs. Uh, I think it's going to be another huge game to open it up. I, if I'm honest with you, I've been disappointed the last few opening games. Been a bit been a bit boring. Um, so yeah. hopefully with the Chiefs involved, it, it's going to be anything but boring. Yeah, I think they always, there's always so much hype, isn't there, for the first game? It's like the first yeah. game of any sporting season. There's so much hype, so much build-up. Like, you get months of that anticipation. Yeah. It's never, it's never, never going to quite live up to it because you've just got so much time to, to build up to it. But hopefully this will be exciting with Deshaun and um, Mahomes. Yeah, I, I've, I've uh, recently put all my, all my predictions in the, in the AFC um, on, the, on our Instagram and I got absolutely berated uh, by the Texans fans. I put them, I put them down as four, four and twelve. Uh, I just don't, I don't rate four that offense. I think and, they um, can get more than that. Deshaun Watson can get you seven wins at least. I think the hype about Deshaun Watson is going to get found out a little bit. Really? I just think, yeah. I think, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I just think yeah. he is really good. But I don't think. With an absolutely shut the offensive line, everyone can say, "Oh, they improved the offensive line." He still got sat like forty-four times last year, and then they've lost uh, Hopkins, and everyone's saying, "Oh, that's not massive." Uh, it is because they've not even got a wide receiver one now, yeah. and the three guys they've got 
going to either be injured or deep threats. So it's it's just a bit, yeah. a bit chaotic. And, and everyone's saying, oh, DJ will have an amazing year. He's coming back. How do you know? How, how yeah. do you know? Yeah, yeah, I just a guess. The pure I guess. still believe. I still believe in um in Deshaun and Bob. Believe in Bob. Mm, I'm not too sure. You know what? It'd be that's, that's the whole. That's the one good thing about the off season. I think you can have these bold predictions. People can laugh at you, but it's more fun just like watching, seeing it come true. It will be me that won't that will be on the losing side of this. I, there's, <laughs> there's more of a chance of them getting more than four wins than there is of mine being yeah. right. But we'll see. There is. We'll see. Yeah, I, I just can't wait to. To have that first beer when that game kicks off as well. It's going to be good. I know. It's going to be very, very good, mate. Um, as I say, there hasn't been much much um, news, obviously. But since we have the last podcast, there was uh, Jamal, Lilliam, uh, Jamal Adams sorry, going to the Seahawks. Incredible move. Uh, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable move. That that is. Yeah. That, when I saw that happening, I was like, that can't be real. That, that, that mustn't be real. <laughs> um, and obviously, there's players that have decided to opt out. Um like half the Patriots team, pretty much. They've yeah. had like what? seven players, haven't they? Something like eight players. So what, so what are your thoughts around this? I mean, I don't think you can really blame players for wanting to do it, um, especially for ones who've already earned a little bit of money and for ones where they are actually allowed to go for it, like the, um, the medical opt-out. I think one of the yeah. Patriots players has opted out because of that because he's a cancer survivor. Um, so... I, I, I don't think it's a, a surprise at all that we've seen quite a few players um, opt out. I think if you had a, if you had had like your second contract or whatever, you, you would probably be a lot more tempted to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, to me, to me, it's not a big surprise. Um, but there's, there's still going to be plenty of players there that are going to get an opportunity now as well. Um, and I think the more interesting thing will be from college because there's obviously some college conferences which have decided not to do their sports. Um, I think it's, if anything, it's going to be more interesting for the year after, um, for like for 2021 and any potential rookies then. Um, yeah. Because if they're not going to get to play um, to play any college football, they're kind of going to be behind the eight ball a little bit. And then you've had all all these guys who've come into the league for the first time this year and even veterans who in previous seasons yeah. might have been kicked to the curb a bit. They're going to have an, an even bigger head start um, on all the rookies that come in next year. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how, the, how all the teams do it in terms of scouting and and um and that sort of stuff. I think that's what that's what I've noticed as well. Um, I've been looking at all sorts of news everywhere out around the NFL, around around just football in general. <clears throat> Seeing that the college guys who are obviously that that sure of themselves, which is a great thing to see, they are opting out of this year, even before the conference decided they weren't going to be playing. They were opting out and they were declaring themselves for the next year's draft. And now, yeah. fair enough. Like, you know, I know. I think um, Nick Bosa did that, didn't he? He sat out for the last year and said, "I'm declaring for the next year's draft." Yeah. Just, I mean, in his case, it was because he knew he was the most unbelievable talent in that draft. Whereas, yeah, some of these players are just that sure that this year will not be good for anybody. That they are that confident they can just yeah. walk into next year's draft, which is, it's it's definitely a strange one for us. Obviously, we're, it's all new, isn't it, for us? But. It's it's quite an interesting watching yeah. it happen and how different people at different levels are yeah. using it for their benefit. I think it's it's a, a big dilemma for college fan for, for college players because you'd think with no money incentive for them to play, why would you play? But at the same time, like Im- imagine with, with Joe Burrow, if coronavirus had happened a year before, Joe Burrow would have never been the number one pick. 
No, nowhere because near. if he'd not had the chance to play, like would he have been? He probably would have been a late round pick, like round six or seven, or something like that. Yeah, hundred percent. So you can see why players would want to play to prove themselves and to move up people's drafts and um, draft boards. But at the yeah. same time, I don't think I would play if if I knew, say that I if I had reasonable certainty that I'd be like a top, like a, a um, even in the first three rounds. If I yeah. had some relative safe assurance that I'd be in those first three rounds, I'd probably opt out and then just trust myself that I could then still keep, keep fit. myself fit, yeah. um, still study. Um, you'd probably even find a bunch of players meeting up for their own little personal mini camps amongst themselves. Yeah. So they could, they could still play that way um, and just trust that I'd be able to to get on board quickly when it came to like, training camps and rookie mini camps and stuff like that. And um and do it, but yeah, for the, for the people kind of on the bubble in later rounds, you can see why they would want to play. Yeah, it, it, as he said it before with the NFL as well, even in college football now, the, the chances for the players that probably wouldn't have been given a chance now, you know, chances to prove themselves. Imagine they end up getting in the NFL now from this, that would be an incredible story, wouldn't it? It would. It would. Um, off the topic of opt outs, however, I don't know where I saw this. This could be a complete off topic thing. But I, I'm pretty sure I saw uh, Patriots rookie center decided to just retire and call it a day. It just wasn't for him. Oh, really? I, don't, I, I haven't read I've not, I've not seen that. I haven't read more into it, but I saw it. Yeah, and I saw it. Was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't due to COVID. It was just that he's, he's retired. It's just it wasn't for him. Pretty sure he was All out right. of Memphis. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting one for you. I know. So today we're going to go through a few of our breakout players for this season. It wasn't much um, in terms of topics to cover because of news, and we all we, we've all got our opinions as it's coming into fantasy seasons of which players we think we can have a little sneak on, on in, in the uh, later rounds. So these necessarily aren't later rounds, but these are the players that we think might have a breakout year this year. Um, pick three players each. Um, yeah. So that's that's what we, that's how we get to. So who who's your first your first player? My first one is a running back, um, Miles Sanders. So he was a rookie last year, second round for the Eagles coming out of Penn State. Um, he had quite a steady season. Um, he started about 11 games after starting on the bench for the first the first few games and gradually took a bigger, bigger role in the offense. And I think that's only going to continue to grow. Like I, I think he's got the potential to be the focal point of the offense. Like They've already got Carson Wentz um, there as well. Um, and I think if, if you can kind of keep these two together um, for a good three or four years as you go through Sanders' uh, rookie contract, then I think they've got every chance to to do well in, in the playoffs and, and go pretty far. Um, I think he's he can be used really well in the passing game. Um, so I think last year he had 509 receiving yards. Um, he also had that amazing touchdown catch against Washington. Yeah. That was just as amazing because Wentz threaded the needle through about three Redskins players. Or Washington players can't say that anymore. Through through Washington players, um, <laughs> so I, I I think if um, Peterson uses him more, um, he's got every opportunity to kind of break through and be getting close to even the two thousand scrimmage yards um, yards mark. So I was kind of looking through before um, Lashawn McCoy and how he was used in Philly, because you had Andy Reid then, who was the head coach. Peterson has worked under underneath Andy Reid. So, if they if they started using the way that Andy Reid used um, LaShawn McCoy, you should be looking at around just under 300 touches a season, 
um, about 1,600 yards and then about nine touchdowns. And I think that's absolutely achievable um, for Sanders. Um, like I said, I think he could, he, he could even break the, the um, 2,000 scrimmage yards mark. Fair enough. I mean, I, I like him. I do like him a lot. I think he's very agile, slippery little character. But as you say, very good run downhill as well as catching that ball. Um, 2,000 scrimmage yards is a big, it's a big target. I don't think he'll get big. there. But I think but you've got to go big if you want a breakout player. Yeah, I think a breakout year has got to be a big year. Do you reckon? I think 1,600 could be his breakout year. Yeah, right. and I think he could just be a solid player then for them for for the next couple of few years. Right. Yeah, I, I, I just I can't see. Look how look how well um, McCaffrey had to perform for 2,000 from his yards. Now. Yeah, I mean, he smashed that. He, he was like 2,200, 2,300, something like that. Yeah, but look at look at what he had to do. No, I just, I just, but, yeah. But Sanders can be used that way. Like, they, what have they got in the passing game? They've, they've got Jeffrey, he can't really move. He's just a statue. They've brought in Rhaegar. Goodwin yeah. opted out. He was a speedster. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they've got the two Jackson. tight ends. Like, to me, Sanders should be down, should, should be on the field every down, as long as he's yeah, fit. Probably will be. With yeah. every probably opportunity to get the ball. Yeah. Fair enough. That that'll be an exciting one to watch. I I I missed them out on my top ten running backs, and uh, Philly fans were not impressed. So uh, I, I so think he is just on the outside now, but I think yeah. for this season is when he can is when he, he can, can break, break into, into that Tom. I think he could even be a, t- a top five by the end of the season. To be quite honest, I think the only potential risk is that in the past Peterson has tended to do the running back by committee, but there's not really anyone else on the roster at the moment. Um, Boston Scott, isn't there? Because Boston Scott, he did look quite good. And when Sanders was in for a game, he looked really good. He looks a bit more like a passing down back. Yeah. Um, but Sanders can do can do both parts of the game anyway. So there's no real need for him to come off the field. Yeah, fair enough. I, I can't say a bad word about him. When, I, when Eagles fans are questioning me, I was saying, I don't, I don't not like him. He's very, very, very good. Yeah. I, just, I just don't know. I, I, Maybe I've not seen that spark in him just yet, but he's definitely talented, and I wouldn't put it past him going to go up and trying to get up there with one thousand six hundred to maybe one thousand eight hundred max. Two thousand a lot, basically. But yeah, you know what? You have the confidence in him, so it's fair play. Yeah, I think some of it is because that when we were, when I watched All or Nothing, he was on that quite a lot, obviously because that was the Eagles this year. Um, yeah. And when, when he went to the kids' hostel, he dressed up as Thor. So I think it was just because he, he looked good in that blonde wig. Got a soft spot for him now. <laughs> soft spot. Yeah. Fair enough. Sound okay. That's a good one. I have not even got a running back in my top three players, so I've gone with a receiver, and this could be a bit biased, but my first receiver is DK Metcalf. Now you could argue that last year was a breakout year, but I don't think it was. I think it was just a very, very, very impressive rookie season. I think this is his year where he breaks into that wide receiver one position, overtakes Lockett. Uh, he got nine hundred nine hundred receiving yards last year and seven touchdowns, which is very impressive, I think, yeah. um, for a rookie season. I that think he's the playoff game as well. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very very good. Um, and that and that, that was when everyone was saying he can only run straight straight routes. He he, he can't yeah. he can't cut in. He's slow considering he, when he moves around the ball rather than going straight because of his size. And he proved everyone wrong. His intelligence on the ball was proven. That how he when he went on that, on that, that huge play in the playoffs. When he slowed down a little bit for the for the uh, the cornerback and then went past him again, you know, he showed a lot of maturity considering he was a rookie. So I think I'm going for around about one thousand three hundred receiving yards, 
about nine touchdowns. That's what I'm thinking, which yeah. I think is a breakout year. And, and I think that could be well past what Lockett's getting. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing you know, for Lockett because Lockett will still get about, around about 1,000 yards, I think. Yeah. But um, it's just, I think um, Russell Wilson's going to need him a lot this year. And I think he's going to use him a lot. Do you not want to see double-digit touchdowns as a bit more of a breakout? Looking I, more like I, 12, 13. I would. I would, but I know how the Seahawks work and they, they share it around a lot. Like last year, he was the wide receiver too when he got seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Lockett so, got two. I don't, think, I don't think Russell Wilson just targets one player in the end zone. No. So I, I'm going on breakout because I think more of the lines of he's going to go past Lockett in his second year, become wide receiver one, break into 1,300 receiving yards, which is very good, I think. Yeah. And yeah, I could see him getting 10 touchdowns. Yeah, it wouldn't be beyond belief. But I think the only thing is, I think the Seahawks are finally going to listen to Russell Wilson or Mr. Unlimited, as, we, as we're supposed to call him now Amazing. from that, that video. Was that? That, was was that? that was horrific. <laughs> Unlimited. That was awful. Um, I, th- I think they're actually going to let him throw the ball all over the place, which is what they should have been doing for the last three years. They've got one of the, the, the top two quarterbacks in the league let him throw the ball. Um, and I, I think Metcalf, Lockett, Disley, the tight end coming back from injury, I think they're all yeah. going to have great years. Like, I was tempted to put Disley on my list for a breakout. Um, yeah. To be honest. Well, he was having a great season, wasn't he, before he went injured Before he year. got injured, yeah. I, I, think, I think the offense is going to change quite a bit. I think they're actually going to let Russell unleash his arm. Because he, he, he throws the best deep ball in the I league. I like it a lot. And he, he's got Metcalf, he was a perfect receiver for the deep ball. He's just going to burn yeah. past everyone. And if he can get some more intricacies in his routes and develop a few more routes, um, then he's got every chance to become one of the, the top receivers. He, he's got the size already, hasn't he? It's just yeah. learning that a little this, bit more. Um, I was saying this when we had um, Anthony on um, a few months ago, that Metcalf was disappointed about where he landed because of people that passed on him in the, in the draft. But I think that was the best place he could have landed because, as you say, Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And, okay, you said Metcalf, his route running could be questioned as it was before the draft. But who better to learn off? Like, he's yeah. going to, and he's accurate as hell. He's not going to be trying to make yeah, you, yeah. you know, jump outside your route to try and catch the ball. He's saying, you run there and the ball will be there when you get there. Just you catch it. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's the best place to learn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, all, all they need is for him to catch four or five balls a game but if those four or five go for 90 or 100 110 yards exactly and 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 a touchdown then that's going to be one hell of a season yep you're right you are right and of course try bringing him down when you're a quarterback yeah god no yeah <laughs> all the best uh, okay so we'll the way. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> I, I have said this a few times i am not athletic at all and if he ran at me i'm like you know what mate <laughs> There's the end zone, you go in. Yeah, I just curl up on the ball on the floor. Yeah, see you later, mate. So uh, who's who's your next player? I've got a receiver for my next player again. Uh, I've got Calvin Ridley. Um, so he'll be going into his third year now um, with the Falcons. Um, a little bit of a different player to, to Metcalf, so he, he is a bit more of a, um, a route runner. Um, can do a lot of work in the slot, and I, I think he should stay in the slot, to be honest. You see, there's a bit of a trend more and more of getting some um, slightly bigger body receivers working out of the slot, like Michael Thomas did all his damage in the slot last year. Yeah. Um, 
I think teams are going to be using it more and more to try and get the matchups that they want against the, um, the defences. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Calvin Ridley this year is a perfect complement to, to Julio or, um, already. Really Julio is going to yeah. take a lot of the um, coverage as well. So, quite often that's helping Ridley and the fact that he's getting um, one-on-one um, with cornerbacks. Um, so, one thing that's really helped so far is his connection with Matt Ryan. So, in his first two years, when Matt Ryan's targeted Ridley, he's had a 120.8 passer rating, which is pretty damn Amazing. good. I think any quarterback would take that. Yeah. Um, and I think he's. I think Ridley's just going under the radar a little bit in general. I, th- I think this whole Falcons team is a bit under the radar, to be honest. Yeah. In the NFC uh, South, this must, hate, this must hurt you. Backed. This must hurt you. Yeah. Everyone's talking about the books. There's too much hype. It scares me. And then everyone talks about the Saints naturally because they, they, they've been the best team for the last few years now. Um, and even people are talking about the Panthers more than the Falcons because they've got a new coach. Yeah. So I think they're just going completely under the radar. Um, everyone's talking about Todd Gurley, even Hayden Hurst, more than they are Calvin Ridley. And I think he is going to be um, a big surprise. Um, I think they're going to come out and throw the ball um, a lot this year, kind of go back to how they were a couple of years ago. Um, yes, they've brought in Todd Gurley to help with the running game, but I still think the passing game is going to be what drives their offense. Yeah. So I, I can easily see Ridley kind of becoming a top 10 receiver in terms of targets this year. And he's got a pretty good record with jo- um, with drops as well. He doesn't tend to, um, to drop much. So obviously if he's getting top 10 targets, he's going to take that big leap and get to probably top 10 receptions as well. Um, and then for some context, where he was in 2019, he was 30th in targets amongst wide receivers and 34th in receptions. So if he breaks into that top 10, that's a big leap for him. Yeah, um, huge. And then another thing which helps him because Julio gets all the coverage is he's normally the one available for the touchdowns. So yes, they've brought in Hayden Hurst. He'll probably be a good red zone weapon for them. Yeah. But in his first two years, Calvin Ridley's had 17 touchdowns, which, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing for your first two years. So I think this is going to be a pretty good year for him. Um, so I put down for my prediction. I think he'll end up with just over 100 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 12 touchdowns. So that's very good. Be a pretty big leap for him, but. It hurts me to say because he is a Falcons player, um, but <laughs> no, I, think I, I think he's got the ability. Honestly, this is this is getting scary now, Tom. We've named three players and we both agree on all three of them, which is worrying. Um, but yeah, I I completely agree. I I've been a big fan of Calvin Ridley for the first two years. I like these um, smaller size players who can just absolutely burn coverage and find yeah. themselves in space. Um, and he, as you say, he doesn't drop the ball very often. The only thing is, I'm pretty sure he picked up an injury last year, didn't he? I think if he can stay fit for the full year mm. properly, that could be a very, very da- dangerous offense. I've said this a few times uh, on on our social media. The Falcons are a very underrated team because yeah, they are. Because they are. Yeah, and this is this this could be if this all ticks. This could be an incredible offense to watch. You know, Julio Jones is no joke. He's unbelievable. Calvin Ridley, again, very good. Hayden Hurst, very, very good. Uh, Todd Gailey, if he can... Todd Gailey still got 14 touchdowns last year. Like, that was going to be yeah. injured Todd Gailey. So if Todd Gailey can just get 10, like, yeah. let's just get 10. That's still impressive. So, I mean, yeah, this could be... And Matt, 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 Matty Ice is always going to throw the ball. Always going to throw the ball. Yeah. So he's going to get... 4,000 passing yards again this year, probably. So, Easily. I hope he gets more, to be honest. I've drafted him, so... 
<laughs> probably get all the way into books. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> probably. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I do like him. Yeah. Which is moving on to my second receiver, which I think you may not agree with. Um, okay. So. I've Christian forgotten who you said now. I'm intrigued. Christian Kerr. Christian Kerr. Okay. So he's a wide receiver too, which is, you know, fine. Um, he's obviously had Hopkins come in now. Um, first year, he had 590 receiving yards, just the three touchdowns. Second year, he had 709 receiving yards, just three touchdowns. Now, he's now in an offense where Murray's had a year under his belt. He knows the offense a bit better. They've found that they can trust Kenyon Drake more. They haven't had to iron out issues with, uh, with David Johnson. Um, they're quite comfortable now with that offense. They've brought in Hopkins, who immediately immediately takes away coverage from everyone. So they've, they've got yeah. Fitzgerald there. I'm not sure if he's even going to play much. Like, what, what, what stage is he at now? I think he will. But, he was still pretty good last year. Yeah, but whether he'll be on the field every snap or not is a different story. I think it'll but just if, work if, out the slot. Yeah, if he is. That's where Kirk should work from. I think Kirk was all right off the, out wide last year, to be fair. But what I'm, my, my point is that Hopkins and Fitzgerald will immediately take coverage away from Kirk, giving him all the open opportunities. He's, he's shown that he can catch the ball pretty well, and he's absolutely rapid as well. So this could be a huge season for him if uh, Hopkins comes in and does what he's done all of his career. Like You saw how good Will Fuller was when he was given the opportunity alongside Hopkins because Hopkins was taking yeah. all that coverage away and Fuller was just open for days. And everyone's like, oh my God, when Fuller plays, Watson loves him. Yeah, because he loves that open target. He, and that's yeah. a different story when, when Hopkins isn't there. When Hopkins yeah. isn't there, Fuller wasn't smashing it again. You know, it's because the coverage was all on Fuller then. Now, the coverage is all going to go to Hopkins. Whatever anyone says about Hopkins not being this big thing, as soon as Hopkins comes into that team, the coverage goes to Hopkins. Yeah, leaving okay, Kirk well. free, so that open target is there for him. Yeah, I mean he's I definitely he... got the ability. Like I, I, I've liked Kirk. Like even when he came out as a rookie, I liked him. I've had him in my fantasy teams the last couple of years because I've yeah. always thought that he can break out. But I think one thing that's frustrated me from that point of view is that he's always been a little bit inconsistent. So yeah, yeah, there was a, a couple of weeks when he'd have an amazing week, and other weeks when he'd be terrible. So like I'm just looking at his game logs now from last season, and you said he got three touchdowns. He got all those three touchdowns in one game. Guess who he got them? Ag- <laughs> guess who he got yeah. them against? The Dolphins. Yeah, Tampa. So oh, in, in week seven, so that was before Tampa started their turnaround on, well, in, in the secondary and the defense in general. He caught six um, six balls, 138 yards, and three touchdowns. But that was okay. a big chunk of his um, of his totals for the whole year. Yeah, yeah, very fair. Very fair. Okay, okay. Shall I just stop talking about him then? No, no I mean, I mean like, I, 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 I like him. I just, yeah. I mean, if he gets if he gets consistent, he, he'll be a really good player. Like, yeah. like to me, I, I think, think he'll still be better in the slot. I so. think he's had a pretty hard time since he came into the league. You know, he had um, that injury situation. As well, hasn't he? Yeah, and the situation before Murray got there with the quarterbacks was an absolute mess. Last year was Murray's first season trying to get used to the offense, and as we've seen, it, it is a bit of a mad offence to play in, but it, once it clicks, it really works well. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they haven't had those outstanding players there. Fitzgerald is great. We're never going to ever knock him. He is an unbelievable player, but he's getting on now. 
you know, we need that other player there. I think this could be yeah. a huge year for him. And I, I've I've gone for 1,100 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. Yeah, I think it's a huge improvement to what he's been doing. And it's it be, and, yeah. and yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed for it in him so far. And I think give him stability, give him a year under his belt with an actual quarterback who can throw the ball properly. Yeah. This could be a good year for him, yeah. Yeah, so you're saying Josh Rosen can't throw the ball properly? Well, he hasn't shown it too well yet, has he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He may, he may be able... It's good. It's, it, it, it always feels weird, me sitting here with my dad bod, judging an athlete on how he performs <laughs> in the sport that he's yeah, professional in. That's true. However, <laughs> however, but, he's shown it, shown it multiple times now in the NFL that he hasn't been up to mustard. So... What can we say? He's got, we've got great. Like... We've got great opinions, especially when we have a few drinks. That makes it even better. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. He, Kyler Murray. He looks very, very good. So. Yeah. yeah. He does. So, who's your last player then? So my next one is a player from the book secondary, that ill-fated book secondary that got torched by Christian Kirk. Um, so my guy is Jamel Dean. So he was a third-round pick last year out of Auburn. And he didn't play until week nine. Um, he was thrown into the fire. He had his first game against the Seahawks. Um, and I remember watching that game. Um, I think I think I was out watching that game at a bar. Um, and it was, they just had red zone on, so it wasn't, I couldn't see the whole game. But I just remember whenever it came on, he was getting absolutely burnt. It was the same player every single time. <laughs> and I, I'd not heard of him before. I was like, who the hell is this guy? He's getting destroyed. I think it was against DK Metcalf, to be honest. He was just getting burnt on every single play. Um, and I was thinking, why the hell is Todd Bowles playing him? What is Todd Bowles doing? Fire Todd Bowles. But anyway, after that week, um, he played like one of the better cornerbacks in the league. And this is an opinion shared by PFF. Um, so I feel like I'm, nice. they've got my back on this. So I feel like it must be true, even though this is a bit of a homer pick, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so... Speaking of PFF, for the last few games of the season, well, the last six, um, seven games of the season, the only cornerback graded higher um, than Jamel Dean was Stephon Gilmore. So fair enough. That's a pretty good name to be listed up there with. Yeah. Um, as some of the some of the stats, so he had seventeen pass breakups, and he only played eight games. That was third, no fourth in the league. It was fourth in the league, and he played eight games. So. I mean, that is a little bit skewed because everyone threw the ball on Tampa because the secondary wasn't good. The run defense yeah, was amazing. Of course. Everyone threw the ball against us. Plus, we were in fairly high-scoring games because, I mean, for all his faults, James Winston could actually put up points. You just give the opposition too many points as well. <laughs> yeah, put up um, points for both teams. He did put up points for both teams. He's just trying to share, share out, isn't he? Yeah, um, very kind guy. Yeah, very. Um so yeah, 17 pass breakups in just eight games, and he forced incompletions on 30% of the targets that came his way, which was a league best. So yes, that's only an eight-week span, but I think that shows shows the potential that he has yeah. to, um, to 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 become one of them, the top players. And I think the improvement that he showed um, last season, as the season um, as the year went on, as he got some more starts under his belt. Um, that's given the coaches a lot of confidence. So they cut a um, second round cornerback that they took in 2018, MJ Stewart, the other week. So they are, the coaches obviously believe most in this guy they must as like well. Um, and like I said, like the whole 
um, often the whole defense improved around the time that he started to come in. And I'm sure there's other things that were factored in that as well. The fact that there were a few rookies in that secondary, um, we had a rookie linebacker as well. So we were probably waiting for the whole the whole defense to click rather than just one player coming in to make an impact. But um, I think based on what we've seen so far, would it be a massive surprise if by the end of this season he was a top 10, top 15 cornerback? I think if he, if he was up there in terms of his grades for Stephon Gilmore, I think he's got every chance. Yeah. I won't lie to you, Tom. When you, you said that name before, I was like, is he, has he got this wrong? I don't know. Who what, the hell is this guy? Has he, has he just put this in the wrong text? Yeah. But honestly, I think if we, if we asked a group of people, NFL fans, just random fans, but we're not books fans. Yeah. Who, who he was, I think they just say, I have no idea. No, I mean, like, like I said, I didn't really know who he was. He was a third-round pick from the team that I support, and I didn't know who he was until I saw him getting burnt in a game. But <laughs> apparently, apparently, after that game, he was, he was back, he was studying, he was, he was in, in, in the meetings first every single time, he was watching a lot of tape. So if he keeps on putting that see. commitment in, then exactly yeah, that's what you want to see. You want to see someone trying to learn and, and get better. So Yeah, um, of course. I think well, I think if he can keep on on the same trajectory, he can become a breakout player, be a household name soon. See, Tom, you're saying all the right things here, mate. You're saying all the positive things about the books. <laughs> I I said to you, they're making the playoffs this year. No, I like the defense more than the offense. I, yeah. I still can't trust it. Uh, you I, know I what? I can't mate? trust it. Okay, you know we'll see. I, I'm very confident in the books this year. I'm not. We'll I'm, I'm 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 terrified that it's just gonna flop. I can see it happening. No, I can't see it happening. I can't see Tom Brady flopping. I've had my heart anyway. broken too many times. <laughs> yeah, you're not a good supporter of sports teams, are you? No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> moving on to my, my final one. And obviously, we have had a discussion before this podcast, and you said you weren't really sure how, how this worked out with a breakout. More of a bounce yeah. back. But I still think it is breakout year. So I'm going with Baker Mayfield. Now, Breakout year he, for one of the most hyped players. Yeah, see, but that, that that's the point. He was hyped, but but no one's ever given him the credit after the seasons he's had to say oh, that was a great season. That. Well, uh, no, no. <laughs> after no, his first haven't. season, when he like when he finished that rookie season, everyone was saying, "Oh, he's a top ten quarterback. This guy's no. gonna be around for years." Yes, they were. Yes, no. they were. They were. It, that that even that even that first year when he had three thousand seven hundred and twenty five passing yards, that was incredible. And I thought this guy's amazing. Nobody else thought it. I was like, okay, this is nobody else thought it. Everybody <laughs> thought it. They were the most hyped up team coming into the next season, mostly because anyway, of him. Anyway, anyway, the year after he had about three thousand eight hundred yards, and that was across sixteen games, so more games this year. Last year, um, obviously had a terrible time with twenty one interceptions. And he only got 22 passing touchdowns. Nevertheless, let's say his first year was a great year. I think he eclipses that anyway. So this year, I am all aboard the Browns hype train. And I yeah. genuinely believe that Baker Mayfield's going to have an unbelievably huge career, a huge year this year. Um, which I've just been in that um, UK fancy league. Uh, you know, run by um, Rich from Fans, uh, King Fancy Sports. We had on the yeah, podcast, yeah. and I've just drafted Dak Prescott and Baker Mayfield as my quarterbacks, <laughs> and I could be onto an absolute winner. Yeah. I think uh, Baker's going to have like four thousand five hundred passing yards. 
I think he's going to have about 36 passing touchdowns. Yeah, I, I mean, I th- I think maybe, maybe not the touchdowns because Stefanski's going to r- run the ball quite a lot, I think. So certainly if they get around the goal line, I think he's just going to run the ball. But for yardage, I think there's going to be a lot of chunk plays. So I think yeah. the yardage should be achievable. I, th- I think he gets touchdowns, so you know, because now they've brought in Hooper as well, who's an absolute uh, end zone threat. Uh, Beckham isn't going to be playing for nothing this year. He's out to prove something, so he's going to want that ball in the end zone again. Landry was Jarvis Landry. He, he have an injury sure. concern at the moment, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So if he, if he can get fit, great. If he can't, bit of a worry, but I think they've still got enough weapons on the offense to make it work. Yeah. Um, Honestly, the way the way that the league is going with people dropping out and things like that, this if this team clicks, I've got them going ten and six anyway. So I thought I you were going to say like twelve and four then. <laughs> no, I've got. Um, you want to say twelve and four, though, don't you? Going like Ravens going like fourteen and two. Fourteen and two. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, but the Ravens. You've seen the Ravens. The Ravens are probably one of the best rosters in the whole NFL this year. They are incredible. Yeah. I think they need a receiver or two, but the like the offense itself, great. Defense itself, great. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to beat them this year. Anyway, Baker Mayfield, huge season. Yeah, breakout season, in fact. Breakout season, in fact. Breakout yes, season. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, I think Mayfield should absolutely, absolutely be able to get those stats, and I think he did show his potential in that first season. Well, I think it was working well for him. But what worked so well was the whole offense. It wasn't just him. So you had the play action working really well. Freddie Kitchens was calling good plays. Um, he wasn't shitting himself like he was last year. So mm. I think with Stefanski, with potentially a bit of stability, he is going to want want to run the ball. He's going to want to use those tight ends. So there's going to be plenty of safety blankets out, out there for him. Hopefully the healthy OB, OBJ and Landry can get themselves open because they're both great um, route runners as well. They've obviously both got amazing hands. Some of the catches, you see that Landry, like Be- Beckham makes the highlight ones, doesn't he? But yeah, Landry course. also has some incredible catches as well that seem to somehow go under the radar. Yeah, um, that, that's been a whole, his whole career. Yeah, like under anything thrown behind him, it can be like five yards behind him, he'll stop, stick a hand out, and it just stays there. Yeah. Like, I know they all wear those sticky gloves now, but it's still ridiculous. Um but no, like he absolutely should be be one of the top stars in the league. I think I, I would still say that this isn't quite a breakout season because I thought he broke out in his rookie season and just had a bit of a fallback last year. Um, but I, I can see why, obviously, because you're saying he, there's such high potential for him that it could be an even bigger breakout. I can see yeah. why you're saying it. But um, yeah, to me, he's already a bit of a star in the league. Fair enough. I... Uh... I'm sticking with breakout, Tom. I'm sticking with breakout, mate. Yeah. I think that offensive line there is uh, that the improvements they made. That's that's the one thing you know we talk about. Okay, I think me and you had a podcast, didn't we, and said where the team should try and look to improve. And we said the Browns offensive line. Yeah, I think every and team went, was the offensive line as well. To be fair. Yeah, to, yeah. To be fair, but they, <laughs> they went, they, but they went out and improved the offensive yeah, line, didn't they? they so did, fair yeah. play to them. They brought in a tight end. they can all gel. That's been the thing for the Browns the last three years, hasn't it? I mean, it's going to be a problem for anyone this year. This is why I'm scared of the books. Like, there's not been a proper off season. Like, yes, Brady turned up 
to the wrong house to go and get the the playbook from from Leftwich, and <laughs> yes, he had everyone turning up to public fields and to school school fields and stuff like that. But so heavy that you shouldn't. Be it's still not it. still not going to be the same. Um, this is why I've said the Dolphins. I think they go two and fourteen this year. And now everyone's saying the Dolphins have improved. They're amazing. Like yeah, but they've had how many players did they bring in on free agency? The Dolphins, and then they had all the players going from the draft. They brought in quite a lot, but they had a lot of turnover last year, though. So they had a lot of new players last year, and they still managed to get the amount of wins they did off them last year. And if Tua really is declared to play and can fully play from like week six or something like that, if he can fit in quickly and get some good chemistry with the um, wide receivers, like he could be, he could be incredible. He's, he's like a hybrid Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, just left-handed. Another conversation with different players, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a Tua, whole conversation on a tour. I mean, yeah, I, I think Tua is going to be very good. Well, yeah, we'll I, save that for a I different agree. one. But I think, I like, if if Tua comes in in week six and they've, let's just say they've not won any games, say that they're 0 6, I think Tua could come in for the last 10, 11 games and still win five of them. I think, I, I, think, I, yeah. I, I, think I think he's that good. Yeah. That's a lot of confidence, that Tom. Yeah. Oh, it's more, confidence in, more confidence in him than my own um, team. <laughs> Where was two on your breakout list? Okay, Why not? Um, I wanted to keep up rookies. <laughs> Fair enough. I think um, that was that's it for our breakout players. But I think you had two rookies, didn't you? Yeah. So yeah. So like I said, I didn't want to like do a proper one on a on a rookie just because um, obviously they've not had any NFL experience yet. Um, but two two players who were fairly hyped anyway. Um, yeah. But ones that I think. Because of the situation, because of the situations they've fallen into, or how the situation has changed since they arrived, their teams, I think they are going to come in and be kind of like top fifteen and top twenty at their position. Which, yes, that's maybe that's not breakout, but for a that's rookie, that would be incredible. If you come in as a rookie and you're in the top twenty at your position, that is a very good, a very yeah, good season. 100%, yeah. So you're right. You're one. Yeah. So I've got um, Edward Allaire. Obviously, from the Chiefs, everyone knows about him. He had a, an amazing season at, um, at LSU, as did every LSU player. Um, yeah. He was my favorite running back in the draft anyway. I was really hoping that he'd fall to Tampa in the second round. Um, obviously, got taken in the last pick in the first round by the Chiefs. You've had David Williams, who's opted out. Um, so, to me, he's yeah. even in a bigger position to succeed now. And anyone who's, if you'd done your fantasy draft early and you're, ta- and you're taking him, I think you've got an absolute steal. And I think he's wow. going to be a hell of a player. Like, for me, he is someone who could hit 1,800 yards. Like, maybe not the rookie year. But I think within his first three years, he's going to be hitting 1,800 yards um, from scrimmage. I'm gutted because I I was so confident that he wouldn't blast off this year. And I, I kept of, telling you. Because they, they don't say because you were telling me. Damian Williams was there. I was telling you that. It's a massive difference now. Damian Williams but is a sad he's not playing. He would have overtaken from Damien Williams like week three, four. Like, I was thinking maybe week five, six. But yeah, he would have. Yeah, eventually. What I'm saying is that's a big chunk of his playing time gone. So I was thinking yeah. around about And if you look at what... Um, what's his... Um, the rookie out of uh, Raiders? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. He had about 900 rushing yards or something, didn't he? Or... He missed a couple of games of injury. 
But yeah, so I think Edwards Alaire potentially will have more receiving yards than rushing yards, though. Yeah, so let's say if you looked at what his his um, season was, let's say if you give him an extra 200 yards in total, or 300 yards, 1,200 yards wasn't going to be a blast-off season for him. Do you know what I mean? It was going to be like a, yeah, fair play, but it wasn't like where everyone was drafting. Some people were drafting him in like the second round of fancy drafts because of that's how they, how you thought of him. And I was thinking, yeah. this is a bit mislead, but now... Now it looks like I've just made an absolute <laughs> error because Damien Williams decided to pull his plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. Um, and then I had another LSU player as a rookie, um, Justin Jefferson, taken by the Vikings again first round. So the, both these players are fairly hyped because of the yeah. scenes they had and where they got picked. Um, but with Justin Jefferson, I think he's going to be a big slot receiver. He's going to fit in really well. Um, in that offense, and typically you can take a receiver a little bit of time to settle in. Um, and so with that, like if he can get like 700, 800 yards, I think that'd be a, a very good season. So let's not potentially break out for this year, but looking a year ahead, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, if he can get on the same page with Cousins pretty quickly, he can come in and they can kind of almost make it seem like Stefan Diggs isn't even being missed. Um, He's a really good uh, route runner, just like Stefan Diggs isn't like Stefan Diggs, like an elite level route runner. Yeah. Justin Jefferson isn't isn't there right now. Obviously, he's just a rookie. Um, but I think within the next couple of years, he's he could potentially be one of um, the top 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 receivers. Yeah, I I agree with both of those. I think there is obviously a lot of love here for the LSU team, but yeah. we'll see because obviously when players come out of these incredible systems. When yeah. they move to different situations, it isn't always as smooth as yeah. we think it is. But you know what? They've both gone to very good systems themselves. So yeah. it isn't like they've gone into like the Bengals and we're hoping that they'll just like smash it. it yeah. is just... well, I think well, the best thing with that LSU offense is that the best player in it hasn't even come out yet. He's still at LSU, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Um, Mad that, isn't it? He's, he's even better than Jefferson and he couldn't come out yet because of eligibility. He wasn't eligible. Um, but yeah, like to me, talking of college players opting out, if I was him, I wouldn't bother playing a snap That's in college nice. football. There is absolutely no point because not only is there the injury risk, which there always is, but you've got the added COVID risk now as well. I would not, I would not if bother anything, at all. If anything, he's going to benefit from not playing because he might drop down the drop down the board and go yeah. to a better team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't play. <laughs> I wouldn't play. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, if the way the way I see, like, if if I said that I'm I'm quite confident the Dolphins could win like five six games. Let's say that let's say that they do, if they end up, or if they win a few like few games less, if they end up being able to draft someone like Jamar Chase, like five six seventh overall, like yeah, having crazy. him in Tua, and like Devontae Parker had a really good season last year as well. He's a good player, Devontae Parker. He is, yeah. Um, Mike um, Gasecki, the the tight end that they've got there as well. If they can sort their offensive line out, the, Not they, can, they can quickly become a very good offense. Yeah, yeah, you are right. Well, Tom, it's been amazing having a podcast back again. It's a great feeling. You know what? I've missed it. Yeah, uh, sorry it took so time, long. We will not leave it another two or three weeks. Next time we'll do it weekly again. Um, but yeah, thanks for making time for us, Thomas. Uh, yeah. And hopefully next time we'll have some... Uh, some more interesting topics to go through as we approach the season. Um, before we do go, we are having uh, an amazing fancy football competition on our website. So go and check it out at www.thequicksnap.co.uk. 
Uh, the main prize is actually a signed Nike Deshaun Watson jersey uh, given to us by Pigskin UK. And the second prize is a £100 to go towards a mini helmet of your choice signed off a gate sign sports. So get yourself over there and enter there. And if you want to check us out on our Instagram, we've got our, uh, the Quick Snap UK on both Instagram and Twitter, actually. So give us a little shout. But until next time. Podcast Network.